0: Dislikes by Oliver Wendell Holmes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. Dislikes by Oliver Wendell Holmes. I want it to be understood that I consider that a certain number of persons are at liberty to dislike me peremptorily, without showing cause, and that they give no offense whatever in doing so. If I did not cheerfully acquiesce to this sentiment toward myself on the part of others, I should not feel at liberty to indulge my own aversions. I try to cultivate a Christian feeling to all my fellow creatures, but inasmuch as I must also respect truth and honesty, I confess to myself a certain number of inalienable dislikes and prejudices, some of which may possibly be shared by others. Some of these are purely instinctive. For others, I can assign a reason. Our likes and dislikes play so important a part in the order of things that it is well to see on what they are founded. There are persons I meet occasionally who are too intelligent by half for my liking. They know my thoughts beforehand, and tell me what I was going to say. Of course they are masters of all my knowledge, and a good deal besides. Have read all the books I have read, and in later editions. Have had all the experiences I have been through, and more, too. In my private opinion, every mother's son of them will lie at any time, rather than confess ignorance. I have a kind of dread, rather than hatred, of persons with a great excess of vitality. Great feeders, great laughers, great story-tellers, who come sweeping over their company with a huge tidal wave of animal spirits and boisterous merriment. I have pretty good spirits myself and enjoy a little mild pleasantry, but I am oppressed and extinguished by these great Lusty, noisy creatures, and feel as if I were a mute at a funeral when they get into full blast. I cannot get along much better with those drooping, languid people whose vitality falls short as much as that of others is in excess. I have not life enough for two. I wish I had. It is not very enlivening to meet a fellow creature whose expression and accent say, You are the hair that breaks the camel's back of my endurance. You are the last drop that makes my cup of woe run over. Persons whose heads drop on one side like those of toothless infants, whose voices recall the tones in which our old snuffling choir used to wail out the verse of, Life is the time to serve the Lord. There is another style that does not captivate me. I recognize an attempt at a grand manner now and then, in persons who are well enough in their own way, but of no particular importance, socially or otherwise. Some family tradition of wealth or distinction is apt to be at the bottom of it, and it survives all the advantages that used to set it off. I like family pride as well as my neighbors, and respect the high-born fellow-citizen whose progenitors have not worked in their shirt-sleeves for the last two generations full as much as i ought to but the grand pere oblige a person with a known grandfather is too distinguished to find it necessary to put on airs the few royal princes i have happened to know were very easy people to get along with and had not half the social knee action I have often seen in the collapsed dowagers who lifted their eyebrows at me in my earlier years. My heart does not warm as it should do toward the persons, not intimates, who are always too glad to see me when we meet by accident, and discover all at once that they have a vast deal to unbosom themselves of to me. There is one blameless person whom I cannot love, And have no excuse for hating. It is the innocent fellow creature, otherwise inoffensive to me, whom I find I have involuntarily joined on turning a corner. I suppose the Mississippi, which is flowing quietly along, minding its own business, hates the Missouri for coming into it all at once with its muddy stream. I suppose the Missouri, in like manner, hates the Mississippi for diluting its limpid but insipid current, with rich reminiscences of the varied soils through which its own stream has wandered. I will not compare myself to the clear or the turbid current, but I will own that my heart sinks when I find, all of a sudden, I am in for a corner confluence, and I cease loving my neighbor as myself until I can get away from him. The End of Dislikes by Oliver Wendell Holmes